0: Live from Western Kentucky University, capital of the Hilltopper Nation. Whether it's in the locker room or on the field, behind the clipboard or on the court, home or away, we've got you covered. Get ready to enter the Red Zone, your destination for all things sports, right here on Revolution
1: 91.7. Welcome everyone to Red Zone Radio on this Sunday, November the 3rd, 2019, here in Bowling Green, Kentucky at a Mass media Uh, we have a jam-packed show for you all today uh, including a WKU's loss to FAU Um, WKU basketball opened up their exhibition schedule on Saturday night as well they got the the W over Kentucky State Uh, guys I'm here with John Alden and uh, Matthew Hargrove uh, as well as uh, Harrison Volk our producer
2: Uh, guys how's your weekend Weekend was pretty good. I'm still as long as my Hoosiers are doing well in football, it's it's hard to have a bad weekend.
1: Yeah, because I, I I don't I don't know much about Hoosier basketball this
2: year. Are they going to be are, honestly? Any, I any I game? have paid zero attention to it so far. Well, they so. lost Romeo and Juwan Morgan. Yeah, right? so yes, that, that, big, that, big that's a big loss. Lots replace so far this year for um, basketball.
3: Matthew the Ducks held on yesterday. Yeah, big win over uh, the Trojans. But for my weekend overall, especially today, felt. A little bit more refreshed, got that extra hour, of, extra sleep. hour oh, of sleep. Oh, yeah. That's
2: correct. Daylight savings time. Yeah.
3: That Although it is
1: it is getting dark at about 4.30 here in Bowling Green. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, not, that's fun. not fun. That's not fun. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, WKU football lost to FAU 35-24 to on Saturday afternoon. Uh, WKU jumped out to a 14 to nothing lead before falling high 21-14 at halftime. Uh, Ty Story threw uh, 47 passes complete completed 32 of them for 380 yards, two touchdowns. Three picks and a fumble loss. That was returned return for a touchdown. Uh, Gage Walker, 14 courage for 53 yards. Lucky Jackson had a huge game for the second game in a row. With nine catches, 194 yards, and a touchdown. Guys, uh, I feel like this has been the theme of WKU football since my time here at uh, WKU especially. Getting
2: a big lead early and then later blowing it. Well, it's crazy. I mean, when you jump out to that 14-0 lead, things are going good. Normally, when WKU gets off to these fast starts, at least for this season, it's proven beneficial to them. Unfortunately, you have a game-changing play where uh, Ty Store gets sacked, stripped, fumbled, and then it returns for a touchdown. I mean, that's a pretty big momentum swing, and it was tough for WKU to get that back.
1: Yeah, that was really the play of the game, I thought, because not only had WKU jumped out 14-0, but FAU was doing nothing on offense. No. I mean, they, they literally couldn't uh, move the ball whatsoever. They couldn't move the chains. Uh, Matthew, what were your thoughts on the game? Well,
3: the big plays killed Western Kentucky You had the fumble return for a touchdown, and then on their first offensive drive of the game where they got a touchdown, they had a big 41-yard play. Brandon Robinson passed to Nick Tronti, and then you had another big play going through the ESPN app here, trying to find the name. Sorry if I'm taking too long, but it was was a long play. Anyways, 51-yard pass. Chris Robinson passed complete to Willie Wright. So... Because when you look at the stats through halftime, the quarterback or the running back wasn't, you know, filling up the stat sheet. It was just the big plays that were really hurting the tops.
1: Yeah, and WKU really uh, opened up the passing game this week, kind of out of necessity because they fell behind uh, in the second quarter. Uh, soared through for uh, WKU, career high, three hundred and eighty yards, but he also turned the ball over four times. And we've discussed this on the show. Ty Story's job is to not turn the ball over, and he just didn't get that done on Saturday.
2: Yeah, that's true, and nothing was more baffling than, and I know Tyson Helton said that this play was his fault, but that deep shot downfield after the field goal block, that it was basically triple, quadruple coverage that Ty Story was throwing into that could have easily, if that play hadn't happened, that game could have been a difference maker for WKU. 100%.
1: I mean, after the field goal block, the momentum really swung WKU's way, because Mm. And even before that, they had a long drive, down seven points. They had to settle for a field goal. You know, if you score right there, you tie the game up. They did not. Um, but then you go out and block the field goal, and then you throw the pick the very next play. I mean, that I think that was, you know, besides the fumble in the uh, first quarter, I think that was the, probably the, the nail in the coffin.
3: Yeah, and this has been the main reason why, we, I would say as a whole, have favored Ty Story over Stephen Duncan. Is Ty Story has been able to do enough for the offense, not turn over the ball, and that's been winning them games. And you've seen the past couple of weeks, he had, I believe, an interception last week against Marshall that cost him, ended up, uh, or there was actually the the Ja'Core Pearson interception as well. So turnovers hurt, Marsh, hurt Western in the Marshall game last week, and then you had this one, yeah, triple coverage, I mean, Ty Story may have said it was his fault, but, I mean, I, mean, I mean, Ty's the quarterback. He's the one with the ball. You just If yeah. it's triple cover, yeah, I you mean, just don't throw it.
1: I admire Hilton for sticking up for his guy, but, I mean, triple coverage. You Here's thing, yeah.
3: he, he
2: probably drew up the play. The play is fine, but Ty Story needs to be able to recognize. Yeah, if the play doesn't yeah. work, then yes.
3: shut it down. Throw it out of bounds or something.
2: He, he, I mean, take a sack over that at that
1: point. <laughs> yeah, uh, really. But <laughs> that, that was just brutal. Um Lucky Jackson, though, was definitely the bright spot in the game. I mean, he uh, I remember that spectacular grab he had, I think it was the second quarter, uh, down the sideline. I mean, that's two games in a row. Last game, he set the WKU single game record for receptions in the game. This game, 194 yards.
2: You know, it, we've kind of been waiting for this to come along, but it's finally starting to happen for him. Yeah, it's good that WKU has that reliable receiver because, I mean, when you have a quarterback that's just there to get the ball to the playmakers, it's good that Lucky Jackson has been that playmaker for WKU this year because without him, there really isn't a uh, – were you saying Ja'Core Pearson or Lucky Jackson? I feel like I might be getting myself confused. i will say Lucky Jackson. Jackson. Okay, because <laughs> while I was talking, my train of thought was going back to <laughs> your thoughts about Ja'Core Pearson. Anyway, it's good that WKU has that reliable receiver in Lucky Jackson.
3: It's also been a shame that he's been putting up these huge numbers past three weeks, losses, and yet Western yeah. is one and two. And Gage Walker didn't help any 53 rushing yards on 14 carries. And, you know, lucky we've been waiting for him all season to be that true number one wide receiver and put up these big 90-yard receiving receiving games, 100-yard receiving games, and we're finally getting them, but the running game isn't helping, and Ty stories now turning over the football. Yeah. So it's just a, been a big waste.
1: And also the defense is kind of regressed a little bit from that kind of hot, hot four or five-game stretch they had. They only managed one sack on the day. That, WKU gave up 35 points, but 28 of it was on the defense because of the fumble recovery. So, But, I mean, also they made plays. I mean, they got a couple turnovers and um, had the block field goal. So – you know, kind of a kind of a, a non stellar day for the defense. WKU filled a five and four with three games left. Mm. Now the question is, you know, WK, the Conference USA title contention is probably out of the picture. You're four and two. Yeah. Uh, FAU and Marshall are four and one. They've both beaten you. So you're probably out of that. But now now you look towards bowl eligibility. Can they
2: get that done? I see. That you got Arkansas left. You got Southern Miss on the road. Is that what it is as well? I believe yes, so. Yes. And then MTSU to finish up at home. I think it's realistic to think that they should definitely win at least one of those. I think they can win maybe two of those. Um, also, regardless of what happens, I think it's worth noting that the Are we surprised that looking back at the way the the season started, that WKU is sitting with a chance at bowl eligibility in year one of Tyson Hilton though still. Is it a disappointment if we go 5 and 7? Obviously it's disappointing with the way we started, but big picture should fans be nervous about this head coaching era if we finish the season 5 and 7?
3: No, they shouldn't be nervous, but I think you got to say or throw it out there that it's a disappointing season when you start 5 and 2 yeah. and then go 6 and 6 and Western's a mid-major school. Usually you see the If a power five school goes six and six, they're for sure going to make a bowl game. But just because you're six and six doesn't mean you are. And being a mid major school, again, doesn't help out. And you start five and two and you got big games against Marshall and FAU, you have got to at least win one of them, especially that FAU game being at home after a Marshall loss. So I know, considering at the beginning of the season, nobody had them making a bowl game. But you start five and two, and you're playing some big games, and they go six and six. I consider that pretty disappointing. Yeah,
1: I mean, in the scenario you lay out, they don't get bowl eligible. You lose five games in a row. Yeah. To get, when you st- started out four and zero oh in the conference, and then you lose four straight conference games. And that, Southern
3: Miss is no joke. They can yeah. easily win these next lose these two next two weeks, and MTSU—that's a rivalry. A, game. It doesn't Anything matter. can yeah. happen.
1: Yeah. So. I would consider a disappointment if they didn't, but let's uh, speak on Arkansas now. WKU opens up as only a two-and-a-half-point underdog, which probably speaks to how bad Arkansas sucks uh, <laughs> c- compared to WKU. Um, they are not good. They're probably one of the worst SEC teams in the conference since maybe Joker Phillips UK football teams. Oh, Joker
2: Phillips. <laughs> I mean, th- those
1: are brutal teams. So, and, I mean, I-, I went to the UK-Arkansas game earlier this season. They are pretty terrible. Um, they – They don't have a quarterback. I mean, you know, they probably would take Ty Story. How awesome would that be if Ty Story went into Arkansas and beat them on their field?
2: And that's why I think WKU may have a chip on their shoulder this weekend. If Ty Story goes in like a lot more locked in and focused than usual and they get off to a hot start, I don't see WKU blowing a lead like they did against FAU if they're able to get out to a hot start. Will they get out to the hot start? I don't know. But I definitely think it's worth mentioning that there's going to be a different fire in the offense's eyes this weekend going down to uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. And I
3: guess if Western Kentucky was going to lose two straight games, this would be the best time to do it because they are the game is going to be televised on S- SEC Network. Playing an SEC team, if you win this game, I don't care if it is against one of the worst Power 5 schools in the country. I mean, like Tory said, this team is Awful. They played Mississippi State. They got ran by Mississippi State, and I've been keeping up, obviously, with the Bulldogs, and they have had a atrocious season.
4: 54-24, yep. to 24, I think, was the final
5: score. Yes, yeah that it game. was.
1: And just listen to this uh, recent string of awful defense. 31 points to Texas A&M. That's not terrible. Uh, 24 to UK, but Kentucky had a wide receiver quarterback. Um <laughs> Auburn fifty-one points, Alabama forty-eight points to their backup quarterback, and uh, Mississippi State fifty-four points. So that's a quite a bit of points. Um, Raheem Boyd is the guy that you got to watch out for for the uh, for the Hogs. Is eight hundred twenty rushing yards and six touchdowns. Like I said, their passing game is pretty non-existent. Um Ty Story has more passing yards than their quarterback does, and he's played all year. So, and I think
3: that favors the Tops because they've been able to handle the run really well the yeah. past three weeks before FAU. They've done good against it and then we see fau team better on the pass and they put up 35 on the defense
2: another thing to think about what does
3: arkansas
2: have left to play for this year
3: yeah and not only that i mean well, they're gonna they're gonna come out. Yeah, they're obviously. coming and come out swinging because they don't want to uh, totally lose their pride. Well, Two they, and seven right now, and then you lose to Western Kentucky. Well, they already lost
1: to San Jose State at home earlier in the year. Another <laughs> and, and San Jose State, I don't think it had a Power Five win ever in their program. Um,
3: they're fighting for their pride.
1: Yeah, and you would think that you know um, going into the SEC uh, football stadium, you know that's going to be a pretty tough environment. I mean tickets and, and, are you can get tickets for fifteen dollars. I'm assuming that there's not gonna be a big Arkansas crowd no. though.
3: And plus they wanna get this win so they can, you know, feel a little confident going into the L S U. Game next week. Yeah, I mean going some, into Death Valley. Some big
1: yeah. momentum. Especially if they can catch LSU sleeping off maybe a loss to Alabama. <laughs> Absolutely, Tori. <Yeah>. So uh <laughs> we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk some uh, WK basketball. They got their first win uh in the exhibition season on Saturday, and uh some volleyball and soccer. So uh stay tuned when we come back on Revolution 917.
0: Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the red zone right here on
1: Revolution 917. Welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. I am your host, Tori Bowling, alongside John Alden and Matthew Hargrove, producer Harrison Volk. Uh We talked a little WKU football in the first segment, previewed the Arkansas game as well. Um, now let's move on to basketball. WKU played their first exhibition on Saturday, and they beat Kentucky State. 85-45 is a rough 48-hour stretch for Kentucky State. They got beat by, about, I think, 35 or 38 by UK at Rupp Arena. Then they come turn around the next night get beat by 40 by WKU. Rough turnover. Yeah, they're just making I think, their so. rounds. Yeah. I I wonder if they play Louisville today. <laughs> they might be. That, that, you know that what's was...
2: interesting, though, about this WKU basketball exhibition season? Their second exhibition game is in the middle of the regular season. Yes, and they picked up a home game versus
1: Campbellsville. Is that an exhibition, too? I mean, it's it's not Division One. I'll tell you that yeah, much. Yeah, so, like, I don't –
2: and that's, like, next Tuesday, but they're not – the Now, one. I do know that Group of Five schools – so, like like WKU, mid-major schools, they're allowed to use uh, non-Division 1 schools as regular season games to some extent. You don't really see it in the Power 5, but I think last year WKU may have done something similar. It wasn't Campbellsville, but they've definitely done it in the past. It's just a little off the pill, Well, yeah, so and, to speak.
1: and like you were saying, they have an exhibition against Kentucky Wesleyan December 17th. I mean, that's literally middle of the season. It's almost basically just like – a practice at that point. I mean, could you not schedule that
2: exhibition earlier? I just. <laughs> I mean, what, what are you doing in December playing Kentucky Wesley? I, I don't know. I already going to conference play. Players yeah. are
3: w- probably wondering the same thing. <laughs> That's weird.
2: Anyway,
1: <clears throat> Carson Williams. Tremendous for WKU. He had 18 points, 10 rebounds in his debut. He was the storyline of the game for me. I'll get to him back in a minute. Charles Bassey, 16 points, 10 rebounds, 4 blocks. Josh Anderson, 14 points, 4 rebounds, 3 steals off the bench. Uh, WKU only shot 37% in the first half. They shot 47% in the second half. And they were only 3 of 20 from the 3-point line. Now, Carson Williams, he had a stretch there about halfway through the second half where he, saw, he scored about 10 or 12 straight points.
3: Yeah, 15
1: I mean, he's a grown man, and Jared Savage said that he he bullies me all the time in practice. I'm just glad to see him do it against someone else.
3: <laughs> yeah, Carson Williams looks like he's going to be the key for this Western Kentucky team because if you look at their forwards and their centers, they are not deep. You look, you got Bassie, Isaiah Kozart, Matt Horton, and you know Carson. He's a smaller forward, but. Yeah, yesterday in that game, I know it was against Kentucky State, and you know we can't look into this much because it, it wasn't a D1 school and it's just a preseason. But, yeah, he was bullying on the offensive boards. You said ten rebounds, six of them were offensive. So I don't look him as a deep team uh, from the, the front court. So- but
2: granted, the front court had double-doubles. In the game, I'm pretty sure, but either way, I think Carson Williams is going to be the next motor man for WKU. Like we got Josh Anderson right now. Justin Johnson was kind of that before, and I think Carson Williams is the next guy up for that kind of position.
1: Yeah, and um, I think that the front court will probably be the strength and weakness of the team. Like you said, they're not really deep. I didn't realize Tolu Smith transferred. Yes, where was I? I, I must have gone under. He's a
3: walking out. on at Mississippi State. Yeah, uh,
1: which is good for him. But I mean, like, I, I really liked the way he played last year. He'd been a tremendous big behind Bassie because. Cozart is not ready right now. I'm pretty
2: sure last year at the end of the season, I think Ryan Gooden said he saw Tolu or somebody hanging out in Preston. Yeah, he
1: did. Yeah, he did. Um, but uh, like you were at the game, Matthew. Cozart uh, just looked really raw.
3: I uncoordinated.
1: Yes, for sure
3: uncoordinated. I don't see any offensive game. He doesn't no. have a post move. No. And on defense, I guess he's just a body, but he wasn't getting blocks on or his, steals. On his free
1: throws, I can't tell which hand he's shooting from. I know he's left-handed, but you can't really tell that.
3: Yeah, I, I didn't know either. I'm pretty sure he missed every single he free did. throw, to He went 0 for 5. That's yeah. just not good, that's Torrey. Not, that's not, like,
1: <laughs> we, I was saying, like, if, if Bassey gets hurt, you're in trouble with 5. I mean, you're probably going to have to play a lot of cards in small ball 5, but... Um, I'll tell you what. But
3: that's why I was surprised Matt Horton didn't get in the game. I Try know. him out there, if you see that be, Cozart isn't yeah. really doing
6: well. There's got to be something there. What were you saying, Ron? I was going to say, I know this is like the first game and you don't want to over overreact, but this team is not as deep as we thought it was. <laughs> see, like, well, I trust Cooper six, being ineligible really hurts yeah, yeah. at the point guard well, position. And if, if he doesn't play all year, I trust six guys on this team maybe.
1: I mean, like, maybe to a certain extent, but I still kind of like their depth. I mean, I, I really like Jordan Rawls. I know he's a little inconsistent last night, but I think he can be a really good backup point guard. Um, and then you got Josh Anderson coming off the bench. Just think about that for a second.
6: Well, that's the six,
3: yeah. But- and I think it's even – we don't talk about this enough. Josh Anderson was arguably the focal point of the offense last year, and he just quietly is taking this six-man bench role, not starting. And we haven't heard a peep about him complaining, and you got to give props to Anderson for Well, I'm doing pretty that.
6: sure he was off the bench at the beginning of last year.
3: Yeah, but you would think no, junior
6: I th- year. I actually think
1: he started at point guard some last year because, um, well, yeah, because but that was, Bearden was, was out.
6: But then um, when Bearden came yeah, back, yeah, I'm pretty you're sure right, he went to right. the bench.
1: Um, I really like the way he plays. I mean, like he would start on any he other just brings a lot of energy thing. Thing. Yeah, coming he really off the bench. Does. I mean, obviously the jump shot's not hardly there yet, but I mean, just that athleticism, he's a tremendous defender – Um, He played well last night. He had 14 points, four rebounds, three steals. Um, Also, I mean, even though um, uh, Cameron Justice didn't really hit a lot of his shots, I think
2: he's going to be a big part of this WKU offense. Another thing, too, though, I know you mentioned – have you mentioned that the three-point shooting was not very very yeah, good last night? If that was on point, I guarantee they would have scored over 100 last night. They still put up about 80 points yeah. with their three-point shooting not being up to par what it's going to be this Well,
3: year. Jared Savage has just got to get that three-point shot does. consistent. Too many games last year where we'd see him go one for seven, two for eight, and then we'd see a six for eight game. But he is just – his shot is too pure. We talked about yeah. this last year, Tory, and he's – He's just too. He has too big of a role on this team to go one for eight.
6: Well, one thing to look forward to is that you scored 85 points and Tavion had five of them. So that's not going to happen often. And, so
3: and it's looking like from the starting lineup that Rick is wanting to go back to having Tavion at that point guard spot, not starting Jordan Rawls, going out there with Cameron Justice well, for the Cam two. I think Cameron Justice is
6: that is better point than than Tavion I
3: saw is. Tavion more in that one spot. Though. I definitely
2: think that was kind of more of a – exhibition type of experiment. I don't know if that'll be a long-term decision because Tavion, as we heard in the interview and stuff like that, he's very excited about the fact that Jordan Rawls is here to eventually permanently take that point guard spot. And hopefully spot. Kenny Cooper, too. Yes. I mean, and that could have been part of the issue as well, not having Kenny Cooper. So
1: I'll tell you what's nasty, and that is the Cameron Justice slash Tavion Hollingsworth Cam or Charles Bassey pick and roll. Yes. I mean that that's gotta be your go to play. I mean, Bassi had sixteen points, ten rebounds. He's gotta be your guy. I mean with Carson Williams and Bassey I mean that's by far the best front court in conference USA.
6: By the end of the year we'll we'll be saying we wish we had Cam Justice for one more year.
1: I agree. He, <laughs> I think he's gonna be really good. Um, moving on, oh, uh, and WKU plays Tennessee Tech for their uh, season opener on Tuesday night at seven. Uh, WKU women's team beat Kentucky Wesleyan seventy-two to sixty. Uh, that's not a great result. Uh, D. Gibbons had nineteen points on a uh, whopping twenty-two shots. He was six of twenty-two. Uh, Renee Mills though had uh, fifteen points, sixteen rebounds, but not a very good result when you're only beating Wesleyan by twelve.
3: Well, again, this is preseason. Can't look <laughs> yeah, too much into right. it. D. Gibbons, this year we saw like jared savage too much inconsistency and she's supposed to be the girl the go-to girl for this squad and we didn't see that last year whitney creech she had a spurt you saw it john down in frisco yep down in frisco for the conference usa tournament where she was putting up buckets she was a bucket and we got to see that from her this year but you can't look too much into it it's just pretty
1: and it's a pretty experienced team i mean um Creech uh, is a senior, uh, Dee D- Given senior, Elja Dallway, she's a, a, a junior. So, I mean, a lot of experience on this roster. Um, so, and I think
3: Alexis Brewer needs to be a double-digit scorer. Coming I from West too. Virginia, mm-hmm. she's got a three, good three-point shot. I, I see her, if this Western team wants a chance to win the Conference USA title, I think she's got to be a double-digit scorer.
1: I agree. Um, Harrison, what we got on the soccer end? Well, despite a disappointing weekend
4: in WKU football, it was actually a very, very successful and positive weekend for the WKU soccer team as they closed their regular season against the Marshall Thundering herd. They won three to one against, Mar- uh, against Marshall. They now they are now 10 and six and one. Well unfortunately, Mar- Marshall may be good in football, but they're not so good in soccer. They fell two and eight in Conference USA. And there was a lot of, like the coach said that all the players on this WKU team put like all their effort and contributed in a positive way to the team. Lucy Lyon and forgive me if I say this incorrectly, but Isadora Peguez, Peguez, I uh, apologize if I said that wrong. They got their first career goals along with another goal by Ashley Leonard. And also this uh, this past weekend, WKU is about to enter the Conference USA twenty nineteen Conference USA Championship. They earned the fifth seed. Fifth
3: seed, playing Charlotte, right?
4: Yes, yes. They'll take on fourth the fourth seed. Charlotte is the fourth seed. They will play November sixth at two PM in Denton, Texas. And the winner of that match will face the winner of either number one, Florida Atlantic, or number eight, Louisiana Tech. So it's gonna be really interesting. To see, if they, uh, to see how they'll do against Charlotte. And I think it'll be really interesting if they play Florida Atlantic. I think they're going to be Louisiana Tech. And the last ca- time that WKU played Charlotte, Charlotte won in overtime. And another fun fact about this, this is the first time that WKU has played do- – the WKU Lady soccer team has played in this Conference USA tournament since 2016. And speaking of uh, women's sports, I thought I, I would just mention this because I found this out on Saturday night, that the Greenwood Lady Gators soccer team won their first championship – uh the state Yeah, state title, okay. yeah, against uh the Highland uh Highland, I forget what their mascot is, but they but they won one to nothing and uh Anna Haddock was named MVP. So I thought that was re- I thought that yeah, would be really awesome. cool to mention.
1: Yep. Um and uh Caden, what we got on volleyball?
4: Uh the volleyball team defeated Texas El
5: Paso on Friday, three zip, another sweep. This is their I believe six win in a row they ended in a sweep. Yeah, six in a row, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're actually here to talk about what's happening next weekend, and it's the most important weekend in volleyball this season. Uh, They played North Texas on Friday, who's third in the conference, and then that big old Rice game at the end of the week on Sunday, uh, number 18 Rice so far. Well, right now they're number 18, but that's going to be the biggest game of the season, uh, the the girls are ready for it, you know. They're hyped for it. I talked to Sophia Sereno, She she's hyped for it. Uh, she feels like they're the underdog a little bit, and you know they're gonna thrive off that and take it into Houston and uh, see if they can pull out that win.
1: Now WKU, they are they ranked?
5: Yes, they are currently right now the number twenty
1: three. Okay, yeah, I, I thought I saw that. Um, so that game is at Ross. Yes. So. That'd be kind of a tough environment to playing, but I know I know Matthew's pumped for this game.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm really pumped. I really wish it was at Western. I do too. Yeah, and diddle could fill up like it does for the basketball games. Yeah, and but, that would be so much fun because they deserve volleyball
1: it. Volleyball can be a kind of a lit
3: environment. Oh, oh definitely. It, hey, it's
5: lit almost every single game. Yeah. Honestly,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, watch out for that. And I'm going to change
3: my mind. I'm, you know, I've been saying rice for the entire year. I'm going to say. The lady with all the it. sweeps,
2: how can you not? Get I one know. One? With all the yeah. sweeps,
3: they, I mean, the they big, lead
5: the nation in sweeps with 18.
1: The big win streak. I mean, how can you not get? I just yeah yeah. yeah West. Um, all right, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the World Series. Uh, the Nats are the World Series champs. Uh, we're going to talk about a little NBA. LeBron and Anthony Davis both had monster individual games this week. Uh, so we're going to talk about it and more when we come back on Revolution ninety one seven. Talking all things Tapper sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7.
0: Yeah.
1: Welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. I'm your host, Tori Bowen, alongside John Alden and Matthew Hargrove, producer Harrison Falk. We're going to talk a little uh, baseball and basketball. Uh, the Nationals came back down from 3-2 to win the World Series Steven Strasburg was named World Series MVP. He went 2-0 and in the series, uh, and after a Game 6 performance where he went 8-2-3 and with two runs given up. Uh, me and uh, Matthew watched Game 7 together. Uh, pretty good game, uh, for the most part, until late.
3: Yeah, Greinke was dealing. He was. And going into the 7th, I had a bad feeling that it was over.
1: Yeah, I, I actually feel really bad for that Greinke.
3: And I say I had a bad feeling because I'm just going to say it, I was rooting for the Nationals. I was <laughs> yeah. loving the Cinderella yeah. story.
1: Um, my, my issue with the game was when you took out Zach Greenke, I don't want to, like, I think we learned this from the Orioles a couple years back when they didn't bring Zach Britton in to a wild card game. Don't lose the game, a winner take all game without pitching your best pitcher. They never put Garrett Cole in. I get you probably don't want to put him in with runners on, but I just think that's a bad way to lose when you don't put your best pitcher in.
3: Yeah. And it may have costed them. Losing Garrett Cole because he he's was not happy. Gone.
1: He's a hundred percent Yeah, he
3: uh, watching that post game interview. Did it didn't sound like he wanted to be back in Houston. No,
1: he said he's not an employee of the team anymore. Yeah,
3: and you know, yeah, it, it hurts. You got to bring in your best player. You got to bring in Garrett Cole. But I feel like maybe people are being way too hard on AJ Hinch for bringing in Will Harris. Will Harris in. I would say, what was it? Almost 11 innings. Almost only yeah. gave a one earned run. Yeah. How how can you not say? Let's bring in a healthy Will Harris yeah. and a Garrett Cole who's maybe you know 60 percent.
1: I agree with that to a certain extent. Um, Rendon had hit a homer off of Harris the night before, and so that would have worried me. I'm fine with him bringing in Harris right there. I, you know, you want to ride with you guy. I get it. After that, though, there's no reason not to bring him in after uh, – Well, of especially
3: in a, after Roberto Asuna because yeah, been he struggled. He's, he's just not a clutch pitcher. No. He showed it against Boston last year in the ALCS, and then he showed it against New York, giving up that home run to D.J. LeMahieu. And then he just totally – what, he gave up three I, – I think three runs after yeah. the Howie Kendrick home run, and then that basically – I mean, six to two, you're you you're just done. done.
1: Yeah, um, So – The Nats win it without Bryce Harper. You you think he's sick or you think he's enjoying his money?
3: His I what? hope I hope he's sick. I, I hope he <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible to say, but to be honest with you, he's probably in the Bahamas somewhere, just laying on his yacht.
1: He just has a brand new baby. He probably, probably enjoyed. Yeah, he's back. just oh, yeah. probably
3: chilling with his family. I don't know. Probably just bought a car just to <laughs> lift his spirits with his three hundred million dollar contract. He
6: might have cried for a second and then wiped away his tears with his money. And yeah, yeah,
3: I I yeah, yeah. Used uh, Benjamin Franklin hundred dollar bills as his tissues. Yeah.
2: One thing I saw that was interesting is that. It, correct me if i'm wrong but every game every winner of the worlds of each world series game it was an, a road win correct yes. first series in like, sports history
1: wow so that's pretty crazy um, Steven Strasberg opted out of his contract. So, I mean, you know, he might come back from that title. I've not really read much on that. Cole's probably gone. I mean,
3: well, I, uh, I saw a report today that the Padres are going to make a strong run. I know, I know it's the I Padres. I don't give me that look, Tory. I,
1: I, I can't stand the Padres. are <laughs> so irrelevant.
3: Yankees well, <laughs> don't they're going to make players. a run for them. And considering Garrett Cole is most likely going to leave Houston and Strasburg's going to be a free agent, if the New York Yankees. Don't get one of those two. It's a disappointing off season because Absolutely. that has been their problem the past couple of years. They haven't had an ace.
1: Yeah, and you're the Yankees. Top, stop, stop. Go talk, get them. Stop talking to me about luxury tasks. Wow, yeah. Like, stop. Like, and that Giancarlo
3: money. Stanton. Yeah, that's... pickup is just looking worse. And I mean, worse they they got him worse. for pretty much
1: nothing, but like because and he was just coming off an MVP season, but it's not looking great right now. Uh, moving on to the NBA. LeBron Anthony Davis had themselves a week. Anthony Davis with the first 40-20 games since Shaquille O'Neal for the Lakers and in 31 minutes, that was the least amount of minutes of all time and then LeBron Friday night. I don't know how many of y'all watched this game, but I loved it. <clears throat> heck of a heck of a game. Um LeBron had 39-16-12 if I can remember correctly and um, him and Luca went back and forth all game. Great game. Uh he dished a Danny Green for the um, for the game time, three he sent it to overtime. He hit a dagger, had that big dunk. Um, so and now the Lakers are first place team in the West. i they might be the best team in the NBA right now. I, I mean, I, I've said the Clippers were, but I mean, they don't have Paul George. Yeah, I think the Lakers might be right now.
3: You can't say that because they lost to the Clippers, and I know the Clippers lost to the Suns, but Suns are better than Lakers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Did you just say that Suns no. are better than the? No, you can't say that. Clippers going toe to toe. They're just, they're deeper right now. They just look better. I know the Lakers have been rolling since that loss. And yeah, they, we got to remember this is the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks, who are literally. Carried by Luka Doncic and Kristaps, and that's that's about it. Yeah, Maybe. I
1: mean that's kind of what the Lakers are. They're literally just LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, Luka, I mean, as Lebr- as LeBron put it, uh, he's a bad guy. Um, so <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah, well, we can't say that on radio. Uh, I think that's one of those four words you can't say. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, Lu- you know, Luka played great. Uh, that's a, I, I think that's a pretty good team. Um, My yeah. problem
6: is is that we we talk about. You know how LeBron has always been passive in, like, late-game situations. If Danny Green misses that shot, do you know how many people are ripping LeBron for not taking that last shot? See, okay. And this is what me and Matthew argue about all the time, is because LeBron, I'm not saying he should have taken it, but I don't want to hear that
3: he should have
6: if Danny Green misses that shot. Now,
3: I was thinking about this. The three-pointer, I'm okay with it, because he had Kyle Korver, and he— He was passing his diamond into Korver, but he was missing in the finals. Now, what I don't like is the two-pointer. LeBron, you are an animal. Go get that layup. Nobody can guard you. Don't rely in the game. Avery Bradley, a little pick-and-roll action. Yeah. They gave it to Avery Bradley for an elbow shot. Who's
1: terrible, by the way? Avery Bradley's not good. He has not.
3: Yeah, he's not had a good start to the season, and he missed wide open shot. He plays defense.
1: <laughs> he does. He, he had it. Wait, him, but it why way is he taking it? Why is he taking is he the taking three shot? pointer?
3: I'm fine with. Yeah. If Danny Green misses that shot, that's Danny Green's fault. That's why the Lakers went to go get him. Yeah. But to score two pointers when the game is on the line, that is LeBron James and Anthony Davis's role.
1: Yeah, in the moment. It looked like LeBron had maybe an opening for a three, and I want him to shoot just because I want I want my guy to take the shot. Now, that's not necessarily been LeBron's you know mantra over his career. He's kind of been more the facilitator. He looks to pass, which, I mean, it's not my favorite just because it's less entertaining, but, I mean, right play. And now, whatever.
3: in OT, he got it done. He had the shot over Luka yeah, that basically did. iced yeah. the game. And I
1: want more of that, me personally, but, I mean, he made the right play, obviously.
3: And can we talk about – How good Luka is, this is his second year, 31 points, 15 assists, 13 rebounds. I just have a feeling that we're just not going to appreciate this guy enough. He doesn't play like a 20-year-old. No, he doesn't. Uh, LeBron
1: was the oldest player to put up his stat line, and Luka was the youngest player to put up his stat line in the same game. That was the same game. It's insane. So, good basketball. Uh, The Warriors, are they officially the worst team in the NBA?
6: Yes. Did you see the lineup they put out?
1: That was pretty terrible.
3: I'm pretty sure Willie Collins was the best player on that well, team at Eric that point. Well, had like 30. Do you guys points. think the Golden State Warriors that starting lineup would win or Kentucky State? Oh my <laughs> oh, god! Wow.
5: That's,
6: okay, that's disrespectful. All right, let's talk about something real. <laughs> that and that the real fact real.
3: is that this is a gap year, so this is
6: a a chance to get a high pick, and then you come back with Curry, Clay, and you know whatever I, Draymond is.
5: I thought the Nets own their pick. Not this year.
2: What happens to Draymond after this season?
5: Um. Would well, he signed an extension, didn't he? Yeah, you know? he's, he's got a big I'm, deal. So, he's, yeah, he's there he did. for the yeah. rest of his career. You know, this is like poetic. Career. This is poetic justice, honestly. Because the Warriors have beaten teams in the playoffs who were injured, and now they're injured. And I just think it's sweet justice, honestly.
1: I think sports always evens itself out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Patriots know, have know, been winning what? too many Super Bowls. <laughs> <football laughs> <was laughs> and they're 8-0 yeah. they right They did now. lose to the Giants twice. They did. And the Eagles. They did. So, I mean, they still got six. <laughs> <laughs> six six balls. And Tom Brady's still the greatest quarterback of all
5: time. Well, no. Uh, it's that's no. All right, Caden. Not, that's not the Mary all right, Mary stop. Mary
1: McCalkiner. Stop. When we come back, we're going to talk some college football, NFL, uh, Georgia beat Florida. I know Harrison is upset. Um, so we'll talk about that, and we'll have pickups here in a little bit uh, here on Red Zone Radio on Revolution
0: 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7.
1: Welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. I'm your host, Corey Bowling,
2: alongside uh, John Alls, Matthew Hargrove, and uh, we got Carmelo Anthony's over there. Uh, I like the Zonettes better still. What's the Zonettes? Oh, my gosh. It's like, no. Dan, it's like Dan Patrick and the Danettes. Like all of his little minions oh, are the Danettes. okay. All right. I haven't heard that. Well, I, I Torig.
3: I, don't side with him. They're the Carmelo <laughs> Anthony's. Just get to the segment.
1: Matthew, I, I hate to be that guy, but, like, I mean, he's not. Stop. He's not even here anymore. He's not even on a team.
2: He should be. He he's. Taylor Parsons. Are you trying making... to
3: say that they're not on our team over there? No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm <laughs> saying they hold a special place in my heart. Taylor Parsons like is making Anthony like does. 25
1: million dollars this year, and Carmel Anthony is not on a team. That's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty bad joke. Um, so college football this weekend, kind of a slow week. Besides the Georgia and Florida game, Georgia beat the Gators 24-17. Um the Gators got the ball with 10 minutes left down 14 I think it was yes and they took 7 minutes to score
4: our running uh, let me tell you the running game of that of that game was probably the thing that hurt us the yeah. worst like we only like our like that was like we I'm stuttering here <laughs> we only gained like like thirty-one yards out of like the seven, like the seven carries that we ha- that our running back had. Like I don't understand. Like I, I thought well, we actually had like a chance against Georgia after the disappointing loss that they suffered from South Carolina. But I mean it was the running game, and then Georgia was able to like get out out through like the defense. Like
1: just, well, oddly ugh. enough, like they were actually able to run it pretty decent on that last drive. But, yeah. Like they took seven minutes to score, and then Georgia had like a third and six, and they threw for first down. The game was over at that point because you left yourself with no time left. Yeah. I mean. Uh, th- that was just a disappointing thing to me. Yeah, and
4: we were, we were we were 2 of 9 on on the third downs mm. as well. That's another thing that hurt us. But we play Vanderbilt next week, and hopefully – I mean, we should get a win there. I mean, it's Vanderbilt, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- this means that you'll probably see a Georgia and then LSU-Alabama SEC championship game.
4: That's, that's what I'm thinking too. Man, yeah.
3: I, I really want to talk to you guys about just this whole college football playoff situation that may happen. You got right now five teams that are undefeated. And then you got the next, what, six, seven, eight, and nine only have one losses. Oklahoma, they're probably going to finish out the season unbeaten, so there's one loss there. Penn State and Ohio State, is it's just you're going to see a lot of you're going to see another situation where a one-loss team, you're asking them to be perfect again, and they're not going to get a chance to get into a national championship. And that's why they have to. I say next season, get a six-team or eight-team playoff going because when Penn State and Ohio State play, the loser, since they're in the same division in their conference, the loser of that game is probably not going to make the Big Ten championship game. So then... What are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? You You can't fight for, you know, any... What am I trying to say? Any more evidence to get into the playoffs? In
1: Oregon, I mean, they play in the Pac-12. They basically get no love for being in the Pac-12. I mean, I think that I think they're they're pretty much underrated.
3: Well, you got the same situation as the Big yeah, Ten. Oregon's yeah. in the North. Utah, who has been nobody's been paying attention to them. They're the eight seed. They're eight and one this year. So you get them who play each other in the Pac-12 championship and say Utah wins. And Utah doesn't get a playoff spot. Well,
1: and in Oregon, I mean, I know you're a fan of them, but like, you know, they lose the first game of the season to a good Auburn team, and like, it's right now it looks like they're done for the year. I mean, that's kind of just <laughs> until yeah. more
2: teams lose, Oregon is done. That's just the thing. Another another team yeah. that nobody we have not mentioned it once on Red Zone this year. Minnesota eight and and0 is yeah. playing eight and no Penn State this weekend. It won't. It just I don't. see I, it happening. obviously but the yeah, the Web, Minnesota. Big, yeah, that's, the Big Ten that's West impressive. is nothing to be. It's, it's nothing against the East. It's nothing against the SEC school or the, the
3: division in the
1: SEC. ain't it the champions and the leaders or something like that? No, that was several
3: years ago. <laughs> they changed it's it? The East and the West. Thank the yes. Lord they changed that. Because, that <laughs> I mean, if you're going to look at Minnesota, then you got to look at Baylor. They're 8-0, yeah. and they still have to play Oklahoma and Texas. But, but how
2: interesting does it get, though, if Minnesota defeats Penn State? Uh, then that just takes Penn
3: State off the board
6: completely, then. But <laughs> I mean, then yeah,
2: what if Penn, Penn State uh, beats Ohio thing, State, then? That, that's
3: the thing. See, oh, yeah, yeah. if you get Minnesota who beats Penn State, and then you get Penn State who beats Ohio State, then I'm then you'll have to look at the stand. Then the, you stand the big yeah. not making that's it. That's chaos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say the Big Ten would be tough to make but a playoff at that point. It's, it's got to be annoying for the 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 teams for this Alabama-LSU game because if it's close, say you get a 24-21 to game, there's no reason why LSU shouldn't not be in the top four for losing to the second team, arguably the best team in the nation, by three points.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's five undefeated teams right now that have a reasonable shot to make the playoff, and two of them are going to get losses soon, either Ohio State, Penn State, and then LSU, Alabama. So, I mean, that's just going to create a lot of chaos, the four spot.
6: The the college football playoff is supposed to be the four best teams in college football. It's not supposed to be based on... Solely records. I will say
3: this. I agree. Alabama, there should be a legitimate case for them not making the playoffs if they lose to LSU, maybe even by just a touchdown, because they have a very weak schedule. I know it's SEC, but the SEC teams they have played this year. Let's take a look. South Carolina, I know that – Don't give me that they beat – don't give me that. They're not good. That was just a fluke game. I don't know. Ole Miss – They're not good. Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Arkansas. And after LSU, they play Mississippi State and – I mean Auburn.
1: That might be every bad team in the SEC. Yeah.
3: So, if Alabama, you know, they lose by seven – and then they don't—they win the rest of their games but don't make the SEC championship game. Are you really going to put them ahead of some of these one-loss, like a one-loss Oklahoma team who did win their championship or an Oregon team that did win their championship? Well, let, me uh, ask, okay.
1: let me ask you this. What if they lose and Tua doesn't play? Then how do you evaluate them? They only have one loss, but without their starting
3: quarterback. I don't know if they – really take that in I'm consideration was, Oh wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Hold,
5: if we're going there then why don't we go towards clemson then because clemson hasn't looked well cl- the like thing a top Well, we're talking about if
3: alabama's gonna lose clemson's just not gonna, just lose. Not gonna yeah. lose
5: i mean they still have to play wake forest who, yeah. who's uh, ranked. Yeah. and they <laughs> have to play yeah. south carolina yeah. who's a rivalry game who I, south carolina beat georgia not good man. i just They're
3: really just do believe caden that that south carolina win over georgia yeah. was a flu clemson
5: beat north carolina by one point and that's because north carolina got Gun happy. That
1: that's Clemson's probably chance. bad game. You know they. You know you you would think that probably just their one bad game. So I just have this gut feeling that
3: they're they're just gonna pull it out. That Clemson's just gonna go undefeated. Well,
6: and here's the thing: you if you moved it to six or eight teams, you're gonna have the same argument just with the nine and ten seeds or the seven and six seeds. Like it's not gonna go away it, just because on, you add more teams. Here's the thing,
2: though: when you argue that, though, if you're the ninth or tenth best team, do you really deserve deserve that, a shot yeah, to win the I national agree. title? Uh, you if do.
3: you're an eight
6: seed, why do you?
3: Especially this year, if you take the eight seed, who's I mean, the eight seed right now? Utah. Utah. Who do you, LSU. do you think they have
6: a chance? I really do. Okay. They no, have don't. one loss. Or it's they a Pac-12 team. You they may, believe hey, it.
1: they may not, but Oklahoma at nine might. I mean, Oklahoma has a reasonable shot at winning the national title.
6: Who
3: lost to who? TCU. Who was it? And then you got okay, Florida. Uh, and then you Georgia. got Florida at ten. Who? I mean, they hung around with LSU for a little bit. It's not just uh, oh LSU's easily going to win that game.
6: That's why it can't be eight. You can't have the nine and ten teams be
3: able to make an argument. I think for every playing year it's team. not going to be like that, but you're going to get some years where this year you're yeah. going to have a couple teams who could there, be the number there's one. There's going to
1: be three or four good teams this year that are going to be left out of the playoff, and that's that's a travesty. In my I
5: say just make it six. One and two get a bye. That's what I said.
1: But then you got a team playing more games than the other. But granted, like, they do it in the but NFL. That's, that's what
6: you get for for being a lower seed.
2: Well, yeah. If they do yeah, in the NFL right. and these players are willing to right. play in the NFL, why not give them that opportunity to experience that kind of postseason?
6: Plus, what? the game everybody cares about, anyway. They always argue the four and the five: who should have got in, who shouldn't have. That's that point. that Good settles point. that right there. Is the four or five play each other, and the three and six play each other. I just think
3: if we get to where eight seeds are being are losing one game, you have got to let a team. You're asking a team to go perfect to make a pl- make the playoffs, and that's the problem we got in with the one and two and extending so, yeah. it to. But four, it's about right? schedule
6: too. If they're going perfect against teams that
3: are bad, then. We'll say if they do have a hard schedule and they go eleven and one and they get an eight seed, How, I just think that's totally unfair. How
2: interesting would it be if the College Football Playoff Committee came up with a rule where you couldn't make the College Football Playoff unless your strength of schedule was within a certain like uh, I don't know top ten or top twenty five? You mean to where it,
6: Alabama doesn't have to play cupcake all year?
2: Yeah, like or, or where it forces them to schedule harder non conference opponents if their conference schedule is weaker than normal. Like Alabama's is this year.
1: Well, like it's kind of hard to do that because like they they schedule these games years in advance, and you don't know who's going to be good. Well, bad. you could
2: implement that, like you know, say starting I don't know what the furthest non-scheduled season is. Well, also when, I think
3: uh, you got to blame the recruiting. It, it may be just me, but the SEC is just significantly. Worse than they have been the past, you know, couple of years. We think of the SEC dominant, but you know, Vanderbilt struggling, Tennessee, Missouri, Kelly Bryant has not lived up to expectations. You got South Carolina, Arkansas, Mississippi State has yeah. not been good. That's
1: true, but you still got five teams in the top twelve. Hey, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, right. that, the bottom dwellers are just they that cancel bad. out. Yeah, um, we're gonna take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna uh, get our pickems and uh, talk about some. Uh, uh give you the games for the week also just mention really quick the ncaa uh said uh this week that they're they're going to move forward on letting players uh act you know using their likeness to make money which hopefully hopefully if everything goes right that they will correctly get this thing done and we can have ncaa yeah, uh, football and basketball games that's again. right uh so uh we'll come back with the Pickums on revolution rate on red zone Radar on revolution 91 Keeping you
0: up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91-7.
1: Welcome back to the Red Zone Revolution Revolution 91-7. Final segment here. Uh, WKU men and women's basketball teams open up their play on Tuesday night. The men play Tennessee Tech at 7 at home, and then the women open up on the road at Louisville on Tuesday. WKU football plays Arkansas at At Arkansas at eleven a.m. on Saturday, and uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, the the big game of the week is obviously uh, uh, WK volleyball versus Ross volleyball on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, yeah, Sunday. Um, All right, guys, let's get the pickums. Matthew, what's our uh, standings update?
3: Standings right now, we have John in first place. He went seven and three last week, sixty three and twenty six on the year. What he could be up more, except he picked UAB to beat (laughs) Tennessee. He's still in first place though. Kaden went 6 and 4. He's 61 and 28 in second. Ryan and Harrison are tied for third, both 58 and 31. Tory eight games back in fifth, 55 and 34. And myself, Matthew Hargrove, 54 and 35, <laughs> nine games back. Woo. Don't, don't be too sad, though, because place. you
1: won the MLB pickums. I did Ryan, win the MLB pick. Y- you and Ryan. She tied with me. Yeah, tied. You and Ryan won. Torrey, um, I think, Ryan, I, I come think on I, now. I think, Just give me the win. <laughs> <laughs>
3: give me the lone win. I'm, I'm struggling in football. I forgot how it's, it went.
1: I think it, me and Harrison might have came in second. I was third. I know that much. Okay, you came third. Caden came last. I know that.
6: Um,. <laughs> Not his forte.
1: Yeah, not not <laughs> his not his uh not his strength. All right, so uh, let's get to the pick'ems this week. College basketball starts this week, and I'm so happy. Woo! Uh the Champions Classic is on Tuesday night, so we're gonna pick those two games. First time it's been one, two, three, four. Uh it's on opening night. Uh number three Kansas versus number four Duke. Matthew.
3: I'm gonna go with Kansas. Okay. I'm gonna take Kansas too. As you should.
1: Uh Harrison?
4: Uh the Jayhawks.
1: Uh Caden.
5: Yeah, we don't like Duke, so uh, Kansas, <laughs> Rod. Also,
6: I don't think Duke's good this year, so Kansas.
1: Yeah, I think Kansas beats them by a thousand. Uh, Michigan State, Duke, or Michigan State, Kentucky, number one versus number two, Matthew.
3: These games are really a toss up. Beginning of the season, it's not going to tell the full story for when we get to March. But you know, Michigan State, I just think they have the better roster, and they're just going to be. I guess more prepared yep. uh since they are deeper for that first game. So I'm going to go with the Spartans. John. I'm taking Kentucky cuz Michigan State will be without Josh
2: Langford. Yep. Uh Harrison.
5: Uh UK. Uh Caden. Uh UK has the best backcourt
6: in the nation, so give me Kentucky.
1: Uh don't sleep on Cassius Winston. Uh, Ron.
6: Um well like you said, John, uh J- Langford's out probably for most considerable of the season, amount of time and uh that was probably their their main focus coming into this game, so give me Kentucky.
1: It kind of depends on how the uh, Cassius Winston um, Ashton Hagen's matchup goes. I'm going to take Kentucky, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, Kentucky and Tennessee. I know for without a shout of a doubt that Tennessee will win this
3: game. I have no faith in Kentucky, Matthew.
6: (laughs) This is football now, right? Yes,
3: it is football. They will not (laughs) win this game, Matthew. I'm going to go with Kentucky with them. Playing at home. Don't do it. That's just I because mean, you
2: have. I, I think Tory knows his Kentucky football, so I'm taking Tennessee. <laughs> okay, Harrison.
4: I will never pick Tennessee for to win a game in my life. Kentucky. All
5: right, Caden. You know, Tory, the last time we played, I mean, excuse me, the last time Kentucky played Tennessee inside, uh, I don't like to call it Kroger Fair, Commonwealth Stadium, Kentucky won. Yeah, may so, I remind
1: you that Tennessee was awful and they still almost won on a Hail Mary. Either way, I don't care. Kentucky. <laughs> All right, and uh, Ryan.
6: Uh, Tennessee will blow us out. <laughs>
1: <Ooh>. <laughs> I agree. Penn, number five, Penn State versus number 13, Minnesota. I'm going to go Penn State. Is this, where's this game at? This is at Minnesota.
3: going to be cold. That doesn't change my Minnesota. mind. Doesn't I don't to see it. <laughs> yeah. nittany, n- nittany Lions.
2: John? As much as I want to go on a limb, I'm taking the yeah. Lions. Harrison?
1: Penn State.
5: Caden? Yeah, I got to be safe. Penn State. Ron?
1: State by 90. <laughs> uh, number 11, Baylor at TCU. Matthew? Baylor.
2: Yeah, I'll take Baylor. Uh, Harrison?
6: Baylor.
1: Caden?
5: The real, the fact that we have two Big 12 games on here, and they can go either way because the Big 12, you just never know who's going to win yep. because there's no defense. <laughs> but uh, I'm going with Baylor.
1: And Ron? Give me TCU. Yeah, I think I might go TCU too because it's that crazy. Baylor's undefeated, by the way. Uh, number 20, Kansas State versus at Texas, I'm going to go Kansas State.
3: Mm-mm. Give me Texas.
2: Uh, I'm going to take Kansas State. Harrison?
5: I agree with John. I'm going to go with Kansas State. Caden? Uh, strictly Texas because John voted Kansas State. Hey, <laughs> Ryan. You ain't Texas. catching back up.
1: All right. Um, number 18, Iowa. At number 16, Wisconsin. I'm going to go Wisconsin. Matthew? Yeah, I like the Badgers.
2: Yeah, give me give me Bucky the Badger. Um, Harrison? Badgers. Hayden.
1: This is about
5: to be the most boringest game of the season. <laughs> uh give me Wisconsin. And Ryan. Clean
6: sweet Wisconsin.
1: All right. Louisville at Miami. This oh is actually a pretty tough game. That is it's a tough big. one to pick. I think Miami. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I think Miami won this week. But
2: Louisville's won a lot of games they shouldn't have. I'm gonna go Louisville. Yeah, I I like the Cardinals. Uh, I was gonna say the same thing. Cards get bowl eligible. Yeah, Harrison.
5: Louisville. Caden. Uh Miami did when They beat Florida State, which Willie Taggart was just yes. relieved of his duties. So um <laughs> the game is at Miami, so I'm going Miami.
1: Uh Caden or um
6: Ryan. Um Miami, even though I couldn't care less about this game.
1: All right. Uh WKU at Arkansas. Yes. <laughs> da 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 story <laughs> time. Arkansas is so bad, but I think <laughs> I think they'll win, Matthew.
3: Yeah, as much as I want to say Western I'm going to go with the Razorbacks. Ryan I was the only one to John. go
2: against WKU last week. I'm picking the tops this week. All right, Harrison.
4: This is probably the hardest game that you could have picked, but then it, it is WKU. Who, um, I'm going to go with WKU. Caden? Uh, WKU. All right, Ryan. Give me the tops.
1: Wow. Wow. So are we
2: Majority. the only two to only- It's
3: story
1: time.
6: <laughs>
3: wow. The game of the week, yeah. number one. I have faith in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But we have but can't even said that with a straight face. <laughs> we have faith
2: in a former Arkansas quarterback. Yeah. Number one LSU,
1: at number two Alabama. Now Tua is questionable for this game.
6: He'll play.
2: He probably. I'm will. gonna go ahead and just start off Tigers. All right. Really, Matthew.
3: Even if Tua doesn't play, Alabama's just gonna be close with Nick Saban and. Nick Saban. I just. Crimson yeah. Tide I'm going with the Tide
1: Harrison
4: You know I really want to see LSU Pull an upset um, Which they will Yeah Yeah uh, Yeah Yeah I'm going to go with LSU <laughs>
2: I just convinced him <laughs>
4: No you actually didn't no, no 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 I mean I thought about, I thought about it for like a little bit And then like he kind of said something And then I was already I, I, I kind of want LSU to pull an upset yeah. against Bama I don't All like right. Bama
1: Tayden?
5: This is the year boys LSU got a quarterback This is the <laughs> yeah. year LSU will win
6: Raj? I just
3: feel like we say this all the time. They don't have. They never well, had a quarterback. I know, but they, oh, they have a defense now. This team has this. <laughs> this team has this. It just doesn't work. Yeah, right. you're it right. doesn't.
6: Um, I, as much as I want LSU to win this game, Ben will probably win, and it won't. I just feel like it won't be close. It'll probably be like 14-21. i oh twenty-one. God.
1: I'm gonna go LSU. Joe Burrow is like there I would go. not
3: be surprised that Alabama beats them by twenty-five. I,
1: wouldn't. I, wouldn't I just either. won't. I wouldn't either. All right. Uh, That wraps up our show for tonight. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, You can find us anywhere. Uh, We'll be covering the games this week. Um, uh, For John Alden, Matthew Hargrove, and the rest of the crew, Go Go Tops. Tops!